Welcome to Wild Tater, the food forest podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and today we are going to talk about the American wild plum, uh, sometimes just called the American plum, other times called the wild plum. Prunus americana is the botanical name, and uh, this is a plum that is somewhere between bright red, maybe even deep red, down to a kind of a peachy pink color. They are uh, definitely more of a red-focused uh, plum, uh, but they're a smaller plum too, usually about an inch wide. So they're not a big plum, but they do make up for it in sheer quantity of fruit. Let's start with their, uh, their needs. Their cold hardiness zones are from three to eight, so they can withstand cold down to negative degrees Fahrenheit or Celsius. Their soil pH preference is 5.5 to 7.5. Again, rather versatile in their soil needs. Their watering needs are medium to low. They're rather drought and dry soil tolerant once they're established. Their blooming season is very early spring. So, um, and because remember these, some of these wilder fruits, um, you worry when they bloom early in the year that they're gonna get frozen out. And it can happen, but usually they're more hardy than that. And uh, they can take a good frost after blooming. Um, not always, but they, but they often can. And uh, if you are worried about that at all, you can plant them kind of on a north-facing hill or perhaps on a north, you know, say on the north side of a shed, something where they will grow above it, but they have that uh, shade to kind of tell them, no, this is colder than you think it is. And so, so that when they do come out of dormancy, it's actually a little bit later in the year and there's less risk of frost and so forth. But again, these are a wild type plum, so they should grow very well in those colder areas. Okay, their harvest season is later summer to early fall. Their fruiting age is about three years. Their average mature yield, so once the tree is full size, full maturity, they will produce 100 to 150 pounds of fruit a year. Really good producers, really good producers. Pollination for fruit, you only need one plum tree in order to get it to bear fruit. You have more of them, they won't, they won't be bothered um, by each other. They'll certainly cross-pollinate each other, but, uh, but because of their lush blossoms and willingness to be self-fertile, only one tree is necessary if you're not wanting too many. Um, now these are often grown from seed because they grow fairly true to seed. Um, which is common among some of the wilder type fruits. Uh, so, you know, if you have some grow from seed, um, they will cross-pollinate each other that way anyway, and you can, you know, have the adaptation happening. And uh, we'll get to more about reproduction in a moment. But uh, their size and maturity, when they're full size, they get to 15 to 20 feet tall and wide, which is 4.5 to 7.5 meters. Uh, and they have been sometimes known to get as high as 35 feet or 10.5 meters tall. They do prefer full sun, but they can take part shade. And uh, again, that north facing shed situation can work for them because they will grow in the shade. However, to get all the blossoms 
in order to get all the fruit, yeah, you will want them to get full sun for that. Their preferred habitat is uh, probably a young woodland. Okay, it doesn't necessarily want to mature deep, dark woodland, but but a young woodland, and it grows very well in some of those areas of transition between woodland and other biomes, like a riverbank, a shrubland, a swamp, or a lake border. Those areas that are kind of in between that that really climax range where there's just a lot going on, they grow really well in those areas. Their growth rate is moderate to fast. Um, the average is probably two feet per year that they will grow, which is 0.6 meters, though they can grow much faster. And I've, I've heard of some saying that the year after they planted it, it grew eight feet in one year. So that's a very fast grower. And especially when they're only going to get 16 to 30 feet tall anyway, they're, uh, they're, you know, I mean, that, that's pretty fast. But they're, again, their average is probably about two feet per year. Their natural reproductive rate is high, mostly by root sprouts, but sometimes by seeds as well. Their root sprouts are very, um, I don't like to use the word aggressive, but they are prolific. Okay, let's use that. We're talking about a food forest here, so we want there to be more growth. Um, propagation method is separating those root seedlings. So you see one popping up out of the ground where you didn't plant it. And for some reason or other, you don't want it there. Just dig that out. You know, you're going to have to snap the root that it's that's attaching it to the tree. But usually they're not... You know, it's it's not always that they're growing out of a big mass important root unless it's really close to the tree. But if you're six feet out or more, then go ahead and cut it free of the tree and uh, you will be able to then plant that elsewhere. Um, if you're going to grow them by seed, which sometimes people do propagate them by seed, they have pretty good success with that. They will either want to be plant, you want to plant them either in the fall or after cold stratification, which involves putting in the freezer or, you know, a nice cold fridge for, I don't know, three months, four months. It, it varies per, depending on your climate and so forth and what their preference is. But remember, these are, are hardy down to zone three. So a good, a good four months will be, should be sufficient for them. Um, but, you know, one month is probably not enough. Might be, might not be. But uh, so, you know, put them in your fridge for the winter if you're worried about it. And again, you can just plant them directly where you want them to grow and they will usually grow just fine there. Just watch out for nut eating animals that may sniff them out and dig them up. So um, if you can avoid having squirrels and so forth take them, then they should grow just fine in the spring if they're planted in the fall. Um, you can also propagate them from uh, dormant hardwood, softwood, or semi-hardwood cuttings um, by rooting them. You can also sometimes get new trees from cuttings of the roots themselves, kind of like you would separate uh, something like rhubarb, except with a tree. You don't want to dig the whole tree up and rip it apart. That's a bad idea with a tree. But uh, you can grow, or you can take, you know, if you've got some some roots that are kind of coming up over a, a sidewalk or something. Sometimes you can cut those off and then plant them where you would like more trees. Their average lifespan is 15 to 30 years. 
So as far as fruit trees are concerned, they're rather short-lived. Some people, some sources say that 10 to 15 years is most common, but that seems to be more often the case with domestic plums. And so, you know, 15 to 25 years might be the average. In a food forest, I think it potentially can grow much longer. And one of the reasons that this works out, that it's so short, is that they do have those those root seedlings coming up. So if you've had one for five years, maybe six years, and it's growing good fruit for you, let some seedlings grow. Because in five years, it could be coming to the end of its time. Uh, it'll probably be longer than that, maybe much longer. But if you let a few grow, they can perpetuate themselves for decades and decades. You know, I, I have a suspicion that uh, given the right circumstances, they could continue for hundreds of years um, by allowing at least one uh, root sucker to grow. And remember, that will be a clone of the mother tree. So it's not like you're getting a dud out of it by growing the, uh, the sucker trees. And uh, also, like other stone fruits, the uh, American plum is in the rosaceae family, which is the rose family or the apple family. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about their ecological functions. They do attract birds because of, I mean, all those amazing fruits on them. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of fruit when you figure little one-inch size uh, plums that are making 100 to 150 pounds of fruit on the tree. It's it's literally covered in fruit. So you're sometimes going to have to race the birds to them or maybe protect an area, you know, net it off if you really, really need a large quantity of fruit, whatever. Otherwise, share it with the birds, get what, you, get what they don't get, something like that. Um, but they, they are a uh, very prolific fruiter. They're sometimes used also, the trees are used sometimes as rootstocks for other domestic species of plum. So if you're interested in grafting and you have a really particularly good plum that you want to grow, you could even let one of those root sprouts come up, but then graft onto it the species that you want to propagate. And that will give you a, uh, a very strong uh, root structure for it because it has a mother tree that it's still attached to. And it will, it will make that, that new variety be that much stronger because of it. In fact, wouldn't it be fun if you've got, you know, these, these uh, plums sprouting out everywhere and you've got the mother tree that's the, uh, that's the main tree and then you just start grafting on new varieties with, with some of the different sprouts that come up at the, you know, a good 15 feet from the tree. You're like, that's plenty of room. Let's, let's go ahead and, and graft on a bubblegum plum or something else that's that's fun to eat and then you will have a very well established plum forest with very little effort on your part because all you had to do was start with that one good american plum plum tree okay so any of you who are interested in in uh having a christmas garden and again we have a link on our website wildtater.com um garden themes and click on Christmas garden and you can see all the different, you know, plants that might be good in a Christmas garden. Uh, one of the things that you'll find in that list is black walnut. Now, 
black walnut does put out that juglone chemical that deters other plants from growing, but only some other plants. American plums are not, not sensitive to juglone. They will grow just fine near a, a walnut tree as long as they get a little bit of sun to help them get their fruit. So, you know, if it's 15 feet out from a walnut tree or something, uh, you won't have a problem with your American plum not getting along with your walnut. I think they will be good buddies, in fact, and make a really fun Christmas garden. So, so let's talk a little bit about flavor. Uh, the American plum is usually described, the fruit is usually described as succulent, juicy, sweet, and tart with a thick skin. And they, people like eating it fresh, they like eating it cooked, and they like eating it dried. Cooked seems to be the favorite of most American plum growers. They, uh, they do, when you're talking about plum puddings, plum custards, and, and plum sauce, and so forth, they're really good for that. They're, they make an excellent quality of cooked plum. They do enjoy the, the fresh fruit, but it seems to really shine with the cooked side of things. They can also be dried. In fact, they've got that thick skin, as we mentioned. Um, the biggest difference between a plum and a prune is the thickness of the skin. So a prune is simply a dried plum. However, if you try to dry many types of domestic plums, it, the uh, skin is so flimsy that it, it just doesn't come out as usable in the same way that you would normally eat a prune. And uh, so it takes a tougher skin. Most prunes come from Italian plums. So if you're looking specifically for a prune, something to grow for making prunes, um, Italian plum is usually the way that is done. Usually, The species that's usually used is the Italian plum. However, because of the tough skin of the American plum, it works for it very well, so it makes good prunes. They will be smaller ones, but they, but it does make good prunes. So if you're interested in drying plums, that's what a prune is, a dried plum with a nice thick skin. Okay, um, so what kinds of things can you make with plums, uh, with American plums? They're most known for making good jams, jellies, and fruit leather. Remember the dried thing and the, you know, tough skin making that good leathery texture. But they can also be used in any recipe calling for plums. Um, now, I will say as a heads up, if you're following a recipe online for maybe a prune cake or something like that, just make sure that the ingredients that either the ingredients are listed by either volume or weight, in which case it, you'll follow the recipe precisely, or that you, um, if it's asking for a quantity of plums, say it says 20 plums for the recipe, then you're going to want to do 50 to 100% more. So if it's calling for 10 plums, do 15 plums or 20 plums, something to that effect. It, just because of that smaller size there. That's the only thing that I would give as a heads up if you're using plums, uh, American plums for plum recipes. Otherwise, you can use them for any kind of plum recipe. Uh, some that I have seen and that look very interesting to me include Christmas plum pudding. 
I, I've got to have myself an American plum pudding. I, that just sounds fun to me. Plum cobbler, spiced plum custard cake, Asian plum sauce, plum chutney, plum muffins, plum barbecue sauce, plum chicken, plum ice cream, and, you know, like I said, any other plum recipe. If, it's, if it calls for plums, you can use these for it. And again, since cooking is where they really shine, all those things require cooking, so it works out. Okay, the one caution I will give around the American plum it has nothing to do with the safety of eating the fruit. It does have to do with harvesting and brushing up against the tree, simply because American plums, unlike others, have thorns. I don't think they're massively prominent, you know, so that, you know, it's not like you're sticking your hand into a rose bush or anything like that. These are, these are bigger, less often thorns than that but uh but they do have thorns and so you're gonna want to watch out for that and with that thank you guys again so much for listening